Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today's show, without much in terms of news breaking over the weekend, we are going to try out a an opinion-based Lakers Lowdown here on this, on this Sunday afternoon as I record this. And uh, it's going to be regarding just an overriding thought that I'm sure a lot of Lakers fans are having while they're watching these playoffs take place. And it's that, man, if the Lakers were healthy, you really think that, <laughs> that the Lakers would, would definitely be up in this Denver series. Uh, maybe they struggle a little bit against Utah or, or something like that. And then who knows how it goes with, with Brooklyn, but it's really easy to fall into the abyss. That is what if, and I'm here to say, while that might be the case, and while I share some of those opinions, I do think that the Lakers as an organization has to try to avoid that at all costs and, and really take an honest look at what the season was and where they need to go next. Let's start with the reality, where we are, where we stand right now. And, and obviously, the Lakers faced a ton of injuries this year. As I talked about and as uh, Harrison and I talked about with Kyle Goon in uh, Friday's or Thursday's Lakers Lounge, that was probably always going to be the outcome of this year, just given how insane the schedule has been for the last 19 months of of Lakers basketball of, uh, and of NBA basketball. We're seeing Donovan Mitchell limped off the court in, uh, in a game over the weekend. You've seen just all kinds of stars come up limp in in various situations over the course of the these playoffs and and basically the teams that have looked the best are honestly the healthiest uh so so while injuries have kind of been this underwriting if not overriding definition of what this season has been uh, i i do think that the lakers if healthy were probably the best put together playoff team out there and and that's different than best regular season team best overall team most talented team whatever I thought that the Lakers heading into the playoffs aside from a couple holes in the roster were about as well equipped to deal with anything that any team could throw at them if they really relied on their best players and their best lineups that just wasn't always the case so what does that mean for the decisions that the Lakers have to make in this upcoming offseason. Well, for one thing, you have to understand what it is that makes Anthony Davis and LeBron James special and and the best situations that you can put those guys in. Because at the end of the day, while we all love to think that we are these incredible GMs and, and incredible coaches and all of this stuff as we sit comfortably on our sofas watching the game on TV the the pieces on the on the peripheries of these roster they aren't really going to be what wins a title or loses it right at the end of the day what what, what wins a title and what loses it is which superstars lift their game when the time comes to lift one's game and lift the team when it when the time comes to lift one's team and this year, I thought the Lakers did a pretty poor job of putting LeBron and putting Anthony Davis in spots to be able to do so, where if they really tried to put the team on their back, 
they just weren't really able to. And and I think you have to prioritize LeBron because he's still the most impactful player of the two. And then from there you got to figure out, all right, how can how can we put Anthony Davis in spots that also optimizes him and also doesn't take away from what you're trying to do to help make the game easier for LeBron. The thing is, and this is what makes those guys so special as a combination, there are no ways that you would try to optimize Anthony Davis that doesn't optimize LeBron James. You want shooters around Anthony Davis. If he wants to go ISO in the post, then cool. You want to give him as much space as possible to do so, and you put shooters around him. You want to put him in the pick and roll. Cool. You can also do a lot of the same pick and roll concepts with LeBron James as you would with Anthony Davis. So if you want to have a pick and roll ball handler out there, that player might actually help both of those guys. You want smart defenders to be in the right spots and not make the game too hard on, on Anthony Davis. Awesome. That's great. It works out for LeBron too. So if you're, in my opinion, this upcoming offseason, the Lakers have to get back to making the game as easy as possible on LeBron James and as easy as possible on Anthony Davis. And in some cases, that might hurt some feelings. And in some cases, Clutch might not like that those kinds of players aren't in, in available in bevies across their their management roster. But the Lakers, if they want to win basketball games, if they want to win a championship, the Lakers have to find role players who optimize LeBron James and optimize Anthony Davis because what happens when you optimize those guys is they turn around and play at their highest levels, which lifts everybody else around them. The other reality of the situation is that we never really saw the Lakers at, we, ne- we never actually saw the Lakers at full health go up against the Brooklyn Nets at full health. And uh, both of those teams, I think, are still the, the top two teams, in my opinion, uh, the, the two best teams, the two best equipped teams to win championships this year. And we don't know what that team is going to look like out there in Brooklyn next year. There are some guys who have some decisions to make in the offseason. Uh, we don't know what the Lakers are going to look like uh, next season. But I think in this case, there's a there's a decent chance that both teams are actually better next year because guys are going to get healthier. You're going to have better chemistry. The, the, the organizations will better understand how to deal with the egos involved with such talent at the top of the roster. And, and by the way, that's a skill. Like, that's something that is really important in the NBA. It's why, quite frankly, Danny Ainge never worked out in Boston because he thought that the most important person in the organization was him or the coach. But in reality, the most important person in the organization is the superstar or are the superstars. So I think the Lakers have to try to hit the moving target that is the Brooklyn Nets. That might be the Phoenix Suns. And and as all of these teams come together and improve over the offseason, the Lakers have to understand that they actually have to be better next year in order to reach the heights that they were at two years ago. Now, the question becomes whether the Lakers are able to make the additions or subtractions from the roster that they need to be able to keep up with where the league is going. And and I think this question is pretty easy to answer, and that is absolutely yes. So long as 
LeBron James comes back next year and is healthy. So long as Anthony Davis comes back and is healthy, the Lakers are always going to be at or near the upper echelon of teams in the NBA. So I think what the Lakers might have to also figure out, though, is, all right, LeBron's going to be 37. LeBron's going to be old next year. Like, and, and so do they have to... Do they have to plan for that? Absolutely. Do they have to plan for for what Anthony Davis is or is not willing to do uh, as as a regular season player next year? Absolutely. But what you can't do is let those plans get in the way of preparing the roster for a postseason run. Like I thought, I thought this year having as many centers as the Lakers had over the course of the year uh, made them a worse playoff team because you had. Like three or four players at any given time who can't be on the court at the same time. Like Montrezl Harrell and Andre Drummond couldn't be on the court at the same time this year. Uh, at, when when Damian Jones and Montrezl Harrell were out there together, it, it didn't look very good either. When when we really never saw Montrezl Harrell and Marcus All out there, we never. Uh, I never really liked how it looked when Montrezl and and. Anthony Davis were out there together. I never liked how Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond looked out there together. So it was just, it was, there were so many players at, at that, in those regions of the roster who, when playoff, when the playoffs came around, really limited what the Lakers were, were, were able to do and, and the adjustments that they were able to make. And I think next year, the Lakers are going to have to figure out a roster that makes Anthony Davis more comfortable over the course of the regular season, but also doesn't take away from what they need come postseason time. And again, I think these are all things that are that the Lakers are more than capable of doing, both in terms of the personnel that they have on the roster as it is, and in terms of the people making decisions up in the up in the executive office who can who can navigate all of the various scenarios. Like we've seen Rob Polenka have plans A through Z ready for the beginning and various stretches of the offseason, depending on how the offseason played out. So I trust everybody being able to, to, to do all these things, but that doesn't make it any less complicated as they try to figure all this out. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. We will be back uh, over the course of the week with some really fun shows. I know... As you guys are listening to this today, I'm going to interview Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report to discuss uh, the tanking era and and the current state of the NBA. He's very plugged in all over the league, so we might get into to the beginnings of rumors season as well. Over the course of the week, we're going to have some really fun shows lined up for you as well. And then as we proceed through the offseason and we get into rumor season and all of that, we also have a player review uh, series that lines up with what we're going to be doing on the Silver Screen and Roll site itself. So that should be really fun to execute as well. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow.